Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Hey, podcast listeners, it's your friend Greg Tepper. Thanks for listening to the Texas Football Today podcast. We just finished our seven-hour, 1,000th episode spectacular, but instead of giving you one seven-hour podcast, we're going to break up the show into seven podcasts that are each about an hour long. This is hour number three, which features an interview with former sci-fair running back and viral sensation turned Olympic bobsledder Sam McGuffey, a chat with DCTF college football insider Shahan Jayaraja about what the 2020 season could hold, a conversation with the original TFT producer Max Thompson, and much, much more. And by the way, we're leaving the donation portal open for a few more days at texasfootball.com give. So if you'd like to donate to Texas food banks, we would really appreciate it okay enjoy the show i guess we're gonna reach the um where's the halfway point somewhere in, in hour four but uh, yeah in any case we have another surprise guest right it we says it sure says do. another guest yes this is another guest from uh greg powers he's mm-hmm. on a he's on a heater right now and this one this one a pretty big guest we've got a former sci fair running back uh sam what? mcguffey whoa are you serious yes and on top of that I mean, you know this. Yeah. He's not just a former sci-fair oh, running I back. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> Sam, how are you, man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us, man. I, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I want to go back. My first question for you <laughs> is I think everybody probably knows you as maybe the first viral, viral recruit of all time. Um, you, uh, your, your highlight film of you hurdling guys and doing flips and things like that. Uh, Went, went viral um do do you remember a, a time when you realized oh this is kind of getting big this is this is bigger than maybe i anticipated yeah i mean at the time youtube wasn't really a thing like <laughs> you say oh youtube and like well, what is that um so at the time i didn't really realize that that whole deal would kind of you know blow up um uh, I just kind of was looking for a way to get recruited, to be honest. <laughs> well, and, and that's the funny thing is that, like, you know, you had, um, if I if I remember correctly, like, you had pretty good numbers at, at Cypher, and, and you were you were doing good things there, and, and but it seems like that's what really took off. When you were when you were getting recruited, like, when, when, when guys and you ended up signing with, with Michigan to, to begin with, uh, when you were getting recruited, did, did coaches mention that they had seen that film and, did, and that, that, they, that that's how they kind of caught wind of you? Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much how everybody kind of saw it, and and some of the coaches, you know, they'd ask for game film, like actual game film, because they didn't want to just see the highlights. They also wanted to see, you know, if I'm taking plays off or what, you know, all that other stuff that wasn't on the highlight tape, because, you know, they they also want to see what kind of uh, 
you know, I guess outside the lines and what inside the, you know, when I'm not getting the ball, what am I doing and things like that, that, that can also tell you a lot about a player. So there were still coaches that actually wanted game film from, uh, you know, the head coach and the, the real film, uh, without the, the music playing in the background. Um, yeah, that's, that's a, another part of it. Uh, so you, you, you go to Michigan, you end up transferring to, uh, to, to rice afterwards to, uh, to be closer to home, um, after your freshman season. Um, I, I'm interested, Maybe in that transition, uh, you're going from from the Big Ten. You're going to from Michigan, which is you know big time Power Five football, to to Rice, which is Conference USA football. Uh, what what was maybe the biggest difference you saw uh, between between changing going from Michigan to to Rice? What was the biggest adjustment you had to make? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, Rice is a big academic school. Uh, that's one of their main focuses. Um, and at the time, the reason why I went to Rice is because Tom Herman who's now the head coach at UT um, was the offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. And at the time they had the one or two best offenses in the country, Rice University. So that's why that's what kind of led me to Rice um, in the, in the beginning. Um, And upon signing there, Tom Herman left, I think a month or two later. Mm -hmm. So, and then we had another coordinator come in and another coordinator. Uh, I like the head coach. I mean, I love the head coach, David Bailiff. Um, he's also another reason, but, um, so the, so in this long story short, you know, is, uh, uh, we kind of had an interesting, you know, last, last few years that I was there, mm-hmm. it was, it was a little bit tough. Um, didn't win very many games, uh, and, the offense wasn't the best uh, numbers wise. And it was, it was, it was, it was a rough time, but uh, that was kind of my initial thinking uh, going from Michigan to rice. And that transition was, uh, a, you know, I, I get it. We're talking with Sam McGuffey, the the former Cypher running back and, and, and former Michigan and Rice running back, as well as uh, here on Texas today, get involved in the conversation hashtag TF today. Um, uh, and and then you know you go on, you have a, a career in, in, in the NFL with with a number of of, of practice squads, uh, but you had always been on the you know. Is there anything you haven't done? Because like <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like it seems like uh, up and down. Like you, you, while you were at Michigan Rice, you were also running track and you were doing the the, the you know the, the long jump and, and the high jump and the pole vault and the shot put. And then you get into bobsledding. How did you get into bobsledding? Uh, you know, so the the Rice track and field coach, um, he basically was like, "Hey, I have a buddy that did." this thing bobsled i think you'd be really good at it uh and which has happened to be kurt tomasevich who played football in nebraska and basically transferred um transferred into bobsled um and he en- ended up being an olympic gold medalist so i was like man you know i was kind of stacking myself up against kurt and i was like you know what let's try it i mean i'm i'm not getting any younger um, and I, I love to compete and I love to try new things. Um, that's a large part of why I kind of just try things and I, you know, just to look back and go, you know, I, I lived a complete life. Like I really tried every <laughs> single thing and I don't have any tone, stones unturned, um, which is something that I really, you know, value. So it's, it's, it's a, it's wild. And, and, and I'm interested because look, you know, I, I know you went to Michigan, but you know, you're from Houston, not a ton of ice, 
in 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 Houston. Was that a little bit of a culture shock whenever you started actually getting out there and and, and pushing the bobsled? Oh yeah, that's a whole nother level. That's like, um, it that was some of the coldest I've ever been times too. Just because it's, I mean, when I actually do it. So when we're in Germany, I mean, the temperatures get, mm-hmm. I mean, sub. 10 degrees, um, zero degrees, and you're pushing with, you know, like a track and field, like a, like a, uh, unitard, uh, leotard, uh, kind of thing, like a wrestling track and field outfit, um, the whole time while the wind you're going 90 miles an hour, think in a convertible in zero degree weather, it's like oldest you can ever think of. So with nothing to really protect you besides a little, you know, skimpy, uh, you know, outfit and so. and and you were you were able to go to the the 2018 pyeongchang uh pyeongchang olympics uh like i just have so many questions like i'm sorry i'm a dumb guy were the olympics cool because the olympics <laughs> seem cool it seems like a yeah. cool thing to do what a question <laughs> yeah uh the olympics was <laughs> I, I gotta admit the olympics was probably the funnest most you know bright-eyed bushy-tail experience i've ever had in my life just because you're representing something that's bigger than you and this is the pinnacle of sports to a lot of people um and it's just it was pretty surreal to uh get to interact with some of these these you know sean whites and um you know these big time skiers and half bite jumpers chloe kim and just all these people that are just unbelievable athletes and and I don't know. It, it, besides all that, you know, hearing coming out for the opening ceremonies and hearing, you know, next up Team USA, and then everyone comes out and you see all these fans, and it, it, it's a, it's just a, it's just a surreal thing. And then there's, you know, that's not where the story ends because then you've also had a, a rugby career as well, and 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 I'm I'm interested. One of I'm, I'm I'm absolutely fascinated by the idea. I went to the the rugby sevens tournament in in las vegas a couple of years ago and i was i was only kind of vaguely familiar with with uh rugby sevens um that seems like the most amazing sport and i know that they're supposed to go into the olympics or they were supposed to be at the, the tokyo olympics this year obviously not happening um you're uh, is there a way that you can compare like playing football which obviously is something you were able to do to, to rugby sevens because yeah. you know the, the you know rugby you know the the big big field rugby seems really kind of get really bogged down and stuff but but sevens mm-hmm. is wide open can you kind of give us a, a feeling for the transition to that too so transferring from football to rugby rugby for somebody like me is kind of like a dream because mm-hmm. there's no plays really i mean there's a few plays but it's so wide open that a lot of the time they'll just, you know, the person who's inside you will just toss the ball to you and say, have a go. Yeah. And it's basically free reign. You can figure out, you know, you can try to beat them around the corner. You can try to, you know, do whatever you want to do to, to try to get, get, get a goal in sevens or rugby. It's called a try. So it's, um, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's, it's actually one of the fast paced sports in the world as far as running and um, action packed, as you would say. Um, well, and it just seemed like... It's only seven minutes. So. Well, and when I was watching it, it was just like, it seems like the, the shape that y'all have to be in for that is... Like, you obviously, to play football, you got to be in great shape. But, like, it's like almost another level with Rugby Sevens. It's, like, unbelievable. 
Oh, it's nonstop <laughs> running. And it's basically, you know, whoever's whoever has the Jets <laughs> on the ends is really whoever has the better guy on each team who has who's the faster guy is going to do better, in my opinion. Um, but there's other nuances to it. I mean, it is fast paced, but. There's a lot of little things that you can do. You can kick the ball, which yeah. I'm, I have no business doing, but <laughs> I've tried twice and just, just to try it. And I think I'm just going to stick to to running. But yeah, um, it's it's almost, I like it because, you know, you don't have to wear gloves. You don't have mm-hmm. to put pads on. It's just me versus you. You know, can you stop us or are you going to stop us? You know, it's that type of deal. I, I really enjoyed it um, in the in the short time that I did it. Um, I actually went to train at where Perry Baker started to learn yeah. uh, rugby. So I actually went to the same, uh, it's called Tiger Rugby, the same camp that he went to to begin. Because he, he played football, and that was kind of the transition there, was doing all that. And I actually played in that sevens tournament, as as in, in that tournament that you went to, the Las Vegas oh, sevens, awesome. uh, as the, you know, the ones that aren't the Team USA or New Zealand. Yeah, I actually right. played in the under league because i was still trying to learn how to play mm-hmm. um and we actually played in the championship i believe uh that same i don't know when you went but i i, I probably saw you then and i guess i didn't yeah. i didn't recognize and yeah. for, for those who don't know perry baker is probably if he's not the best sevens player in the in the world like he's in the conversation like he's he's an unbelievable player it's 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 sam mcguffey uh i would be remiss if i didn't ask you about uh, Cypher and you, you, you were there under uh, 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 with with Coach Pajowski and, uh, and and doing big things there. Um, they they obviously went to that state championship and won a title back a couple of years ago. Uh, you know, a, a, they say alums never graduate. Really, were were you paying were you paying pretty close attention to your alma mater as they were making that run for a state championship? Yeah, I was there. I uh, made the trip. I said, man, if Cypher isn't in, I'm not going to miss this for nothing. So. Um, and I know it means a lot to, to those kids and to Coach Pajowski and uh, Coach Smith and Coach uh, Reese, all those guys, you know, seeing it coming, and coming back years later and, and getting to see them on the field, how and just happy they were. And I, it, it meant so much for me to see see that just because in coaching in high school, that that is the penultimate mm-hmm. goal is to win a state championship in some regard, in some year, which – it's almost guaranteed to not happen in most cases. So, yeah, I, th- I think it was it was awesome. And Sam, we got one more question for you before you go. Uh, Greg Powers, obviously the the one that asked you if you would join the show today, saying that uh, he said McGuffey is one of the top athletes I've ever seen. And in quote, he says he's got freaky skills, and that led some of we're broadcasting live on Facebook. Uh, some of our Facebook commenters wondering, you ever thought about uh, auditioning for American Ninja Warrior? <laughs> Yeah, I actually I actually put a video out there. They didn't choose me, and I don't know why because I think I can. I think I'm pretty sure I can do fairly well, but I'm I don't want to. Some of the grip stuff where they have to hang on the wall. That's the only thing I'm a little leery about. All the other stuff I'm feel okay about. But yeah, there's actually a video of me out there somewhere um, that we kind of put together with me and uh, John Oshner, who's also from Sidefair. He's a lot younger than me, but. Uh, yeah, he, he put a video out there. I was doing, you know, just a submission tape, and I guess they just didn't choose me. I don't know why. <laughs> well, we're gonna start. We're gonna start lobbying. We, we, you know, yeah, Dave the... Campbell's Texas football. We've got a little bit of pull, so we're gonna. They're gonna we're be gonna hearing from us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
okay. he's, Sam, on, he's Sam McGuffey. He is uh, a, a renaissance man. Is the best way to put it. Uh, Sam, really appreciate your time, man. Uh, uh, all the best to you, and uh, I'm sure we'll be keeping track of whatever you get into next. Hey, Greg. Thank you so much for having me. Always, big big fan of Dave Campbell's. I remember years ago, it was that was the magazine. If you're not in Dave Campbell's, you know, that <laughs> didn't matter. So, Sam, anyway. Sam, appreciate you, man. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. There he goes. Sam McGuffey. What a, former, what a dude. <laughs> former Rice and Michigan running back. Former rugby sevens player, I guess you know maybe current rugby sevens player, uh, Olympian, um, super cool, super super cool. So, Go Powers! Powers is on a heater. Yeah, with Powers! Guests, man. I gotta tell you, Sam McGuffey, because that is like he was the first. If you've never seen the Sam McGuffey, um, the Sam McGuffey like uh, highlight tape, he had like four or five like jaw dropping like acrobatic runs that you're like. How in the world? What? <laughs> like, how did you do this? And he was, um, and and it really went viral. And people, it was like the first one that people were like, because he was, he came out in. Let's see, boy, what year was he? I'm now. You're listening to live coverage of me looking up when he was. So he, yeah. So he was. There you go, Meese. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm trying. He, I guess he. We've was. got an over under bed going yeah um <laughs> but, 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 but it doesn't say i'm trying to find this anyway i can't find what year he was but in any case um he was of like 2000 it was late late 2000s mm-hmm. um and that was that was the first like highlight tape that i got sent and and like when i was and i wasn't even really working in high school football at that point like you got to see this right and you know sure enough he went to he went to uh to michigan he i know he had some some injury problems there and stuff like that ended up transferring to rice and then he's been doing everything since then so uh really appreciate uh sam mcguffey joining us very cool awesome that was awesome yeah and i got to ask a guy were the olympics cool well you know who else you can ask are the olympics cool he might not have an answer for it but how about oh, Shahan? We go <laughs> to his study. Yeah, yeah, study. I think that's the right word. We're joined by Dave Campbell's Texas Football College Football Insider, Shahan Jayaraja. Shahan, welcome to the program. Do you think the Olympics are cool? I think that the Summer Olympics are super duper cool, and I think the Winter Olympics are pretty cool. Ooh, okay, yeah. hot yeah. take. But I will say that I th- I do think that it, it depends on the event. Like event for event. Like bobsled is undoubtedly a cool event. Like that is there. There's no nobody's saying that. But there are other things. It's like oh, I don't know. But yes. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I think that with with summer you get like the real breadth of events, and and with winter, like you're right. You know, there are a couple of events that really really stick out, but then you kind of just forget about them. Shahan J. Raja, our college football insider, joining us. Um, okay, so there we, we should probably get to some topics of the day, which is uh, the SEC came out with a pretty seismic announcement yesterday about the future of their 2020 season. They're going to a 10-game uh, conference-only schedule. Um, basically now, as far as Power 5 conferences are concerned, um, it seems like the Big 12 stands alone. Would you anticipate that there is a, a a Big Twelve announcement similar to that 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 we can consider to be imminent? 
Well, what I can tell you is that next Monday was supposed to be Big 12 Media Day, right? So, like, we were supposed to go in. We were supposed to interview all these coaches uh, and hear everything. And at the last minute after the SEC canceled theirs, they canceled uh, Big 12 Media Day. So, I, I think that we're going to see in the next couple of days, either this week or maybe early next week, uh, yeah, I think we're going to see an announcement. Um, in a lot of ways, I think the Big 12 was waiting for everybody else to make their decisions just to see what the landscape would be like. But uh, but now, I mean, it's, it's do or die time, right? Like Oklahoma actually reports today because they have a week zero game. Um, and they'll be allowed to report even if they end up pushing that back just because of the way the rules work. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we're really getting to do or die time. There's supposed to be a meeting on Monday night uh, about what's going on with the Big 12. So we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Um, Sean J. Reggie, our college football insider, joining us. Um, so now I think there's, there's a lot of ripple effects with the SEC moving, and now we would think something similar coming from the Big, the big 12. Um, do you think it is now reaching a point where the FCS, which is in, in many respects, a lot of FCS programs are reliant on the, the buy games, the games where they get paid to, to kind of get fed to FBS teams, although they certainly get their share of, of scalps themselves. Um, is it fair to say that we may be reaching a critical mass where it may be, it, maybe it's in the FCS's best interest to move to the spring? Well, that's something that we've seen, obviously, with other FCS conferences, uh, you know, with with the SWAC and the Ivy League specifically and the MEAC as well. Um, you know, and, and here's the deal, right? Like, you talk about FCS conferences. Uh, I was reading somewhere, and these are, these are unconfirmed numbers, but, but I was reading somewhere that with North Texas's lost games, they're losing out on $1.4 million, right? And if North Texas is losing out on $1.4 million, they might want to cancel their uh, buy games as well, you know, with an FCS program. So th there really is a trickle-down effect if the Power Five decides not to play uh, non-conference games. And I do think that it does make the decision easier for conferences like the Southland, conferences like, uh, you know, the, the Big East, all that sort of stuff, to move to the spring if potentially buy games are off the table. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was – that was uh... – I, 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 one question I want to ask you now. Sorry, I got I got caught up. Um, it's sorry, man. We're in hour three. It's 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 only going to get worse. It's only going to get You're worse. That's the worst part about um, it. So I want I want to ask you now about the uh, the 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 smaller classifications or smaller uh, um, uh, leagues, specifically Division Two, because I think that the Lone Star Conference is in a really odd spot. Because the two non-Texas teams have already opted out. They've said that uh, Eastern New Mexico New Me and, and Western New Mexico have said, we're canceling the fall, we're going to try for the spring. That leaves six, only six uh, teams left in, in the Lone Star Conference. In, in your opinion, and obviously you, know, there's, you don't get to make the decision, we wish you did because then you could tell us, but in your opinion, is, that, is it viable for the Lone Star Conference to move forward with only six teams in, in the fall? Well, here's the deal, right? And this is something that I think that has impacted the American Southwest Conference, too, is, uh, you know, about half of the Division II conferences have decided to move to the spring at this point, right? So I think it's 11 of 23 at this time, uh, with I'm sure more potentially around the corner. Um, and when you look at the Lone Star Conference, the Lone Star Conference is one of the better conferences in Division II, Texas A&M Commerce, uh, potentially a national title contender. Um, and, and I think that one of the things we're going to wait and see is whether Division II decides to move all of its championships to the spring, right? I think that that's 
what the Lone Star Conference is really waiting on is to see when the championships will be played. Um, you know, because six teams, I mean, it can be done for sure. It can be done with six teams all in the state of Texas. But one thing that uh, at the small college level that I think is getting ignored a little bit is how difficult these procedures are for schools that don't have the multi, multi-million dollar resources, right? Like they're not testing all the time necessarily. They're not doing all this. They're screening, but that's kind of the best that they can do uh, with the resources that are available to them. So I think it's going to be a waiting process to see what other Division II conferences do. And if uh, if the NCAA ends up moving championships to the to the spring, I, I think that's going to play a big role in whether they end up moving as well. Sean J. Raja, our college football insider, joining us here on TFT 1000. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TFT 1000. All right, so you wrote, um, of the 400 pages in this magazine, you probably wrote 430 of them. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to put you on the spot because I know that you wrote Nine of the FBS pre- previews? Is that right? Yeah, nine. Nine. Which one was your favorite to write? Oh, boy. Uh, my favorite to write. <laughs> who, who does that, he want to That's a really that? tough question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I will say uh, I loved how and this this was true last year too texas tech staff is always great with us right like we always get great interviews with them they're, they're very supportive of our brand um they really i think kind of get it matt wells is a really great coach uh in terms of like kind of getting those sort of things uh, they're always a real pleasure to work with uh some of the others i mean i'm gonna say like you know smu obviously getting to work with them both on the cover story and their preview as well, made it a really special year. Another staff that's really great, totally understands the brand and, and are very open and honest, which is something that I really like because, because you don't always get that, you know, especially doing this. Um, and the one other, the one other school that I'll mention is, is UTSA getting to kind of talk to all of their new coaches. I, I really enjoyed my chat actually with, uh, with their offensive coordinator, Barry Lunny, especially, um, you, you know, and, trying to figure out what exactly they're going to do since they didn't have spring. I think, uh, you know, again, they were very honest with us, and I think that uh, it made for a really good section. Uh, okay. Now, I want to ask you a little bit about the, another question about the SEC that um, that kind of just hit me is, so if the SEC is going to play a 10-game schedule, um, then they are, then obviously every team is going to add in two more conference games. Um, right. A&M... We one of the reasons we really liked A and M this year was that they their schedule seemed pretty pretty okay. That they're two um, when you take a look at, at who they drew from the East. Yeah, until the Mean Green came uh, in. Well, yeah, until the Mean Green. Uh, they ended up. Uh, I believe it was Tennessee and it was South Carolina. Is that correct? No, it's Vanderbilt in South Carolina. Oh, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, like kind of. I mean, I'd say, it, but like even right. even better. So now you're taking right. a look at who they could end up getting. Specifically, I would say Georgia or Florida. There's a, you know, you have to assume that probably one of them. Is this in the end uh, a net? A, do, do you think that right now, and look, obviously things will change July 31st. Do you think that right now from an S, from an A&M scheduling perspective that this is this would be considered a net negative for their 2020 chances? Oh, it has to be because you look at, you know, you mentioned it a little bit, but you're talking about four non-conference games, even though they had a game against Colorado, Colorado's in rebuilding mode, right? So that's four wins right there. Um, and then you've got the best draw possible from the East. 
you got, uh, you know, an SEC West that's largely rebuilding, which will still be the case. But now uh, I think that Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated pulled together uh, sort of the next group of opponents that would come up if they just decided to go with the next rotation. And so A&M would get Florida, right? Like, and, and that makes the schedule so much harder to, to have to go from playing, you know, okay, you got A&M, I mean, sorry, you got Alabama, you got LSU, but if you can survive those games, you got a really good shot to win really everything. And those games are also winnable as well. So all of a sudden, oh man, you got maybe a top eight Florida team potentially, uh, you know, that you're potentially playing. I think that, and, and even just the other thing too, is losing those four games means that if A&M had a good season, if they only lost two or three games, like that's a, you know, seven and three season, eight and two season. It just doesn't feel as nice as, as if they were able to go and compete for 10 wins just because they're losing that non-conference plate. So I, I think that Texas A&M in a lot of ways is really one of the big losers of this whole decision. All right, Sean, before we uh, before we let you go here, when when you hopped on, uh, obviously we've been in the spirit of remembering great TFT moments and our guy Meese hit us up with what he called Shahan's iconic TFT line directed at me. I think you'll remember it at the uh, Thanksgiving uh, pot or the, I don't remember what do we call it? Bracket. He goes, he turns to me. I remember it like it was yesterday. I loved ham for Thanksgiving, but then I grew up. Wow. Do you you want to stand by this? It was so funny. Ham is great, but okay, but like as I've gotten older, like I definitely feel like it's very cured, it's very sweet, right? Like it just doesn't have the same appeal to me as, as it did when it was young, and then I've moved much more in a turkey and sides direction. I'm not even gonna lie, I tried to find the clip of that for the for the montage of the greatest moments. I I, I didn't have, find the time to get it, but we will. We're gonna put some receipts on Twitter eventually of this one. He's Shahan J. Raja. He's our college football insider, and he speaks truth to power. Keep spreading the good news about turkey and sides, and keep slandering ham, my friend. Uh, appreciate you joining us, my friend. Get out of here. Power to the people. <laughs> there you go. Shahan J. Raja, our college football insider, joining us here on TFT 1000. Uh, appreciate it. And I had forgotten about that. I forgot that line. Oh, man. Yeah, no. I remember he was really hot about, like, how <laughs> ham sucks. He, tur- he whipped that chair around. And I think Ish almost, like, popped his lung laughing when he said it. It was That was that was classic. It was so good. <laughs> Let me give you an update on the charity drive. TexasFootball.com slash give. TexasFootball.com slash give. We're raising money for our uh, for um, food banks across the state of Texas, nine different food banks. We are up to $2,135. How about that? Good job, everybody. We're try- our goal is 9000 You guys are doing fantastic. We're going to read some uh, read some donations coming up here in just a little bit. TexasFootball.com slash give. If you've already given, please consider sharing this with other people and saying, hey, pitch in 10 bucks. If you pitch in 10 bucks, uh, we will read your name on the air and you will be entered to win a number of these giveaways, including... Hold on, I'm going away from we got some footballs from our friends at Big Game USA, so we're giving these away. We got one for Texas A&M and TCU. We have um, a $500 gift card from our friends at Sprouts Farmers Market. We have an Arlington VIP experience, including $100 at Texas Live, and VIP experience with parking at the state championship games. It is absolutely worth it. You're going to want to hop on this. Uh, TexasFootball.com/give. If you donate $10, then we will. Um, we will read your name and you will be entered to win all of those fantastic prizes. Yeah. Okay, on to the next one. The next part of the run sheet. Oh, so 
we could not have so here's the here's the God's honest truth of the matter. Max Thompson, who is um, our dearly departed former producer of this show, um, can't be here today because he is on the road. He's mm-hmm. driving with his lovely wife up on there. They're doing a big road trip up to like Montana and Wyoming and Idaho and all that yeah. part of the world. And so, sorry. but we knew he had to be involved. So here it is. My conversation with Poochie. <laughs> he had to go back to his home planet. Here's Max Thompson on Texas Football Today 1000. It's the 1,000th episode of Texas Football Today, and it wouldn't be episode 1,000 without, back from his home planet, it's Poochie. It's Max Thompson. My home planet, which is like five miles from you right now. Yeah, we are sitting, like if I were to start walking toward you. You could get here in an hour and a half. Yeah, easy. Now there's highways, but like, you know, I I could get there. Uh, Hello, Max. Hello. Where are you coming to us from? I am at the Big Game Football Factory here in beautiful, crime-free Farmer's Branch, Texas. So we're here celebrating the 1,000th episode of Texas Football Today, the show that you were the co-host of for, we can't find the exact date, but it's at least 800 episodes. 800 some. And I will say about this episode, like all the other ones, when you would announce a, a round number that you were excited about, this is too many. Right. So that's my question. And I, I really want to hammer on because I've been thinking about this a lot. Uh, we're at episode 1,000. Yeah. How too many is it? Like, is, is, like, how? Yeah, actually, I love that you're asking this, because I was thinking about this exact question the other night. Like, I want you to go back to the beginning, because this what, thing. At, at what point did we We started this episode? in October of 2015. Right. In fact, yeah, I, I can give you yeah. the exact date. It was, yeah. uh, I should probably know this off the top of my head. Uh, October 19th, 2015 19, was the yeah. first time we did a show. Right. We've now, uh, th- this thing has now lasted for, for nearly five years. So I guess, one, what was the reasonable number to stop at? And two, at the beginning, what was your prediction to the number that we would reach before this thing petered out? There's a lot of thoughts here. Yeah. I'm going to start with yesterday. I was explaining to Chris Calandro, the CEO here at Big Game, about what we were doing today, why I would be sitting in our showroom here doing this interview. And he goes, I don't understand. He goes, were you on that show? And I was like, yeah, you know, I was the co-host for like the first 700 some episodes. I didn't even know it was eight. He's like, really? That was you? (laughs) I don't even know how to respond to that. It was just great. It was just like, that was you? You were co-host? That was you? Huh. I guess I never noticed. But you're also, your goal, like you didn't want me to use your name. Right. So to be fair, if you weren't paying attention, I probably was as anonymous as I wanted to be. So that's good. So your other questions. I don't this is going to go back to an old trope on the show uh i I don't really understand how time works time doesn't make sense to me so to me if you had told me the show would still be going five years from now like in my head that'd be like oh wow like 200 shows right (laughs) (laughs) like wow that's a lot of shows like in my head that's that probably answers both questions Oh wow, yeah, that's that'd be a lot of shows. Two hundred be a lot of shows. So I think like two days after the show started, we were on episode one hundred, and I was like, "This is a lot of shows. How did we, how did we get here? And none of them are any good." Oh, uh, uh, hey, there were like seven 
that we had good guests on. I will. You know what the funny part is? I will. I will probably say the first episode has aged really well. Uh, like I, uh, I've gone back and seen it a couple times. Ricklin Holmes from John Tyler, Danny Davis. Right? Uh, was it Danny? Danny, I think, was episode two. Wasn't it Brent Zwerneman in the first one? It, Easy. Yeah, they might have flipped. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. They're both memorable because, A, Danny is the man, and Brent sang for us, did an impersonation of a country singer, if I recall correctly. And then Matt Poe was the uh, other coach, was the first first coach on there. So that aged well. Pretty good. Right? Yeah. He's had a that pretty was, good run that since was, then. That was also when we were, like, we were – First of all, every we were going, we we're like, we're gonna do an hour every day, which, yeah, boy, we backed off that quickly. And we booked also, like three guests. That's the other thing, right? Like, that was a furious sprint to get all three of those interviews in. Uh, but I will say it's aged better because it was the least amount of you and I talking, correct? Just letting coaches actually talk. Um, but if you look back at it, technically speaking, content speaking. Not a bad episode. Really wasn't. It got worse from yeah. there. Like, a lot worse. Oh, um, yeah. But it got better sometimes, too. Not that it, often. A lot of valleys. Some peaks? You some know? Peaks. That's, mostly that's, valleys. Mostly valleys. Most, if you but, were rounding up, it's all valleys. I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, how deep can a valley go, right? Uh, <laughs> before <laughs> like before it's a credit. Before it's a crevice, before it's a sinkhole, uh, basically anytime we did free money, that's how low the show could go. Buddy, buddy, you're, you're, you're bes- you continue to besmirch America's favorite segment, and I'm not here for it. I, I, I am here for it, and I will say I'm rooting for high school to happen, but not college just so free money goes away even longer. Buddy, you think Do just it. because there's I no- dare you. I dare you to do a gambling segment about high school football. No. Mm-mm. No. You know I won't do that, but you know what I will do? What is there? Uh, FA Cup Finals this weekend, right? Oh, get out of here. That, that would be co-opting <laughs> the show in the worst way for your own personal benefit. And that's saying something. Yeah, really. I was going to say, what, what do you think I've been doing the last four, almost five years? Uh, you look over the course of the history of this dumb internet show. Yeah. Um, is there a guest or a segment or an episode that stands out to you as like, I'm not even going to say the best, but because that's a, that's a low bar, but as, as one that is particularly notable and maybe indicative of what we are, I would probably say when, when the show got really good, and it had its best moments was when we realized that on a Thursday or Friday of a high school game week, if we said, do you have a question for us? And it went from honestly pretty quickly overnight. It went from, man, are we even going to have eight questions to answer to, we will never answer all these questions today. Like we have to, we have to, I have to say two more. Yeah, you know I mean? we realized like the, fir- the first couple episodes where we realized we had a good audience, they were having fun with us, and they had a ton of good questions, and we ran over the Facebook limit, and we didn't know it existed. Like, when the show went too long back then, like, if it was Facebook, Facebook Live was really in its infancy, and you had a time limit, and we didn't know what that was. 
And so the show would just get cut off because it went too long and we had too many questions. And I will probably say the most fun episodes for me were mailbag days where we were just a little bit slappier than normal, uh, which is like late in the season when we're tired, tired. Yeah. Or like you, you would be really busy. And so uh like ish and i would have to answer more questions or or god help us the days you were gone on a mailbag friday like step would have to step in either via phone or studio uh i think the last time that happened was probably when hank was born um sometime around then you you had to step out and it was like well what do we do and every all the all the tfters were like oh do a mailbag just you and ish this is what the people really want no it's not because you're going to get an, a level of honesty and disinterest in your question that yeah. is that is yeah. that, that in theory this is the funniest part that in theory should have been a huge turnoff for these people uh, but instead was like more exciting for them it's like that moment in Parks and Rec when uh, April talks down Harris for asking for the topless park in a meeting goes. You shut me down. I kind of like it. Uh, yeah. That was kind of how the TFTers responded to me and me and Ish trying to answer their questions and just honestly not even pretending to know the answer to half the questions that you and Step, the football cyborgs, would be like, oh, yeah, let, let me talk to you about Hamlin's district and what I think about it at this point. The, Someone would ask the, the, most, the most popular character on this show throughout the course of, of a thousand episodes now is not just Ishmael, it's Ishmael's shrug. Yeah. It's just like, meh, you know, and I don't know. What's, what's the, the funniest part about the show is it, it could not survive without your relentless TV engine brain and whatever demented yeah. things led to that brain uh, existing. But against all odds, the thing that I think gives it its most charm were the two two people especially me and ish who could not have been less interested in being co-hosts i didn't want to do it but we didn't really have a choice it was only the two of us back then uh but i was like i could do it and and run the show uh and then ish we, we hired ish and we're like hey if we hire you you have to be on the show and he was like yeah sure because he wants the job right but then he actually gets the job and he's like i don't actually want to do that don't make me do that and then he ends up on the show and we're like, he kind of realizes a few episodes in, oh, I don't actually have to pretend like I care. And yeah. suddenly, suddenly he's, it's gangbusters. Yeah. So I guess I'll give you the last word because I know you have to get back to work theoretically. I, I don't. Okay. This is the best job ever. <laughs> um, do you have a message to the DCTF Live slash TFT? <laughs> Remember DCTF yes. Live? The, I was, remember, but was poor I remember it was poor branding. I remember though, before that, when we were like the original thing that I was like, we'll call it the DCTF live lunch. There was a time when that was going to be the name in my head was like, oh, you know, cause it's at lunchtime. And then we just kind of like, but then we, like we, we said the word live and then it was like, crap, what if we want to record an episode? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when we finally rebranded, have... it was kind of a relief. Do you have a message for the TFT universe, the TFT 
um, let's say sick bay. Um, here is what I, I will, I will both speak directly to a very devoted audience, but then all of us as football fans here in Texas. Number one, uh, anyone who watches or listens to this show, be it a fan or coach, uh, we're all in love with the same thing. Um, we have all chosen to talk about this crazy state and all of its wonder and its beautiful football traditions. Uh, and for some reason, no one really spent any time devoting, uh, their efforts to a show that only talked about those things. And that's how this show was born. We kind of felt like the magazine obviously has its place in Texas football lore. Uh, but we kind of felt like, why aren't, why isn't there a place where all we talk about is football in Texas every day? Doesn't that sound like fun? And it would not have been as much fun if this many people didn't agree. Uh, it is our own weird little club. Uh, once you're a part of it, you're a part of it forever, unfortunately, as I'm finding, even though I keep moving from job to job and you guys keep asking me to come back. Uh, but it is an honor because of the awesome fans that this show has and, and the great football minds that have become a part of the discussion just through comments and shows. I mean, the number of guests we've had, people who started as commenters but then came on in the show and actually held their own. I mean, just so many awesome, awesome people, great friendships, great relationships. But the bigger part of that, too, is uh, I always tell people that the one thing that I have learned that is true about Texans in general is that we all, because of football, know we love one thing just as much as the next person. And it does not matter what ideology uh, any coach you and I have ever talked to holds personally. The minute we are connecting about football, we are all in love with the same thing. And I think that is one of the like weirdest, most enduring uh, sunshine sing-songy lessons you can learn about Texas and football. And this show is the ultimate proof of that. The magazine as well. That there are a lot of reasons to feel like you can't agree with anyone on anything today. Uh, but I have never felt more understood or more understanding of another person than talking football in Texas because because you realize we all are kind of the same and we all care about the same thing. So I think if I have learned anything and if this show is proof of anything and if Dave Campbell's is proof of anything, it is that. It is that no matter how different you all think we are, uh, or how far apart we can all seem to think we are on certain ways that the state should be run or we all should behave. I'm telling you, we all sit down and talk football and it's the same and that all lives in us. And I think, you know, it's a silver lining for the future hope of humanity, right? Let's, let's put it that way. That uh, if we can all agree on this, I mean, Longhorns and Aggies can't agree on anything, but they all do the same thing on Saturdays, right? So there's something in there. There he is. Max Thompson, formerly of Dave Campbell's Texas football. And then he, then he ran the renegades into the ground. Then he, uh, now he's with Big Game USA. But we appreciate Max Thompson for being our guest. That being said, 
Oh, no. One, I just housed a patty melt from Whataburger. Oh, that was yeah. By phenomenal. The way, <laughs> by the way, we should also, a shout out to our friends at Whataburger. Shout out to our friends at Whataburger who are uh, providing the food today so we, <laughs> so we don't die. So, um, other than that. Shout out to our friends at Whataburger. Uh, you two lovebirds, when you got on to the Zoom call, talked for like 30-something minutes. So Tepper says, oh, yeah. let's take this 30-minute interview and chop it down to about 13 minutes. And I was like, okay. Um, anyway, so we're going to upload the full 30-minute interview between the two of them um, to our YouTube page. You can look for that next week. But there is a lot more that kind of tells you what Max has been doing um, and some more funny TFT bits and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that was the condensed version. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> we talked with Max. We had He had to be a part of of our 1000th show you had to be so um it was actually court ordered yes we were required by law to do it so <laughs> anyway we appreciate uh max thompson spending a little bit of his time with us he's now on the road i believe heading to montana or wyoming or you can finish it's fine oh no i thought i had to sneeze so i moved this my is, thing this up. is going great <laughs> pickles got this like th- this like spread of like, because you got you got the spicy ketchup, which spicy is spicy ketchup choice. Yes, and the ranch. Yes, and you just like this patty melt, like <laughs> it disintegrated into into pickle. Like it was just like <laughs> gone. It was. It was, really it was good. Chef's kiss. Anyway, we appreciate <laughs> we appreciate Whataburger for being our our oh, one of our proud partners here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. And follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hey, look down here hey, good at job. this URL <laughs> at texasfootball.com slash give. That's where we're raising money for nine food banks across the state of Texas. Um, and we are, our goal is to raise $9,000. No matter how much we raise, we're going to take the money, split it nine ways, send out nine checks. So if you can go to texasfootball.com slash give, we would really, really appreciate uh, your donation to Texas food banks across the state. There are nine of them. I can read off what they are. They are the El Paso and Fighting Hunger in El Paso, West Texas Food Bank in Midland, Odessa, High Plains Food Bank in Amarillo, South Texas Food Bank in Laredo, Food Bank of the Rio Grande Valley in Far, uh, Central Texas Food Bank in Austin, North Texas Food Bank in Plano, East Texas Food Bank in Tyler, and Southeast Texas Food Bank in Beaumont. We are raising money throughout our uh, big, dumb nine-hour show. Uh, Wait, for, nine hours? For, I'm sorry, seven-hour show. I'm already <laughs> losing it. Um, like, I'm sorry. I didn't sign up lot, for that. A lot of numbers. It's nine food banks, seven-hour seven hour. show. Uh, through our seven-hour show, we are raising money for food banks across the state of Texas. Of course, um, the pandemic has hit food banks really, really hard, uh, and uh, a lot of Texans are suffering with uh, with food security, and we want to help them out. So textfootball.com slash give. If you donate at least $10, you get a variety of different things. One, you get us reading your name which we're going to do here in just a moment. Woo-hoo. We're going to we'll, we'll read your name. Two, you get you get to feel good about helping people who need it. That's we all like that. And three, uh, you will be entered to win a variety of different prizes and gifts including DCTF swag uh, as well as we have a $500 gift card from our friends at Sprouts Farmers Market. $500. All that's a, the veggies. That's a lot of veggies. That's a lot of veggies. Which I'm going to need after that patty melt. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, it's got onions on it. Onions yeah, and veggie. This is true. Um, and the other, here's the other thing about it. Uh, at Sprouts is like, their, their like meat counter is like. 
they have really good little really like good. their chicken's great uh meal things too like uh-huh. chicken alfredo meals and like mm-hmm. stuff like that that's also super good so you'll be entered to win a 500 dollars sprouts gift card we also have a uh a kind of vip experience from our friends at the arlington convention and visitors bureau you get a hundred dollar gift card to texas live you get a uh vip parking and a vip experience for two at the uh uil state championship games um of course that look we all know i know i know gestures broadly Broadly. at everything (laughs) we are aware but Whenever you're able to make it, we'll make it happen. So that's that's what we've heard from our friends at the Arlington Convention Visitors Bureau. So you're entered to win that. You're also entered to win these footballs. The Texas A&M football. <laughs> Thank you for raising your voice for us. There's TCU football. And there's a Texas football. Uh, and we will be uh, we will be giving these away in the three o'clock hour. If you want to, uh, if you donate ten dollars, you are entered to win. We're going to pick names randomly, and we will get you these footballs. So um, make sure you check go to texasfootball.com/give, and that is where you can sign up to uh, to donate, as well as you can be entered to win all those fun stuff. But so right now, the current up to the moment total. $2,175. Thanks, guys. You guys are doing great. And we've got some, some uh, more donations to read. I want to thank Daryl Waite. Daryl Waite. That's his name. Daryl Waite. Thanks, Daryl. Appreciate you, uh, you, you donating. Uh, a $100 donation from Anonymous. Thank you, Anonymous. We really appreciate it, whoever you are. Uh, I'm going to assume... I'm going to assume Anonymous is... Hmm... I don't know. Somebody famous. Bradley Cooper. Poochie. He wouldn't want Bradley the, Cooper. The he might have. Guy. It might have been. Uh, and he's got <laughs> deep pockets, too. Ruben Guerrero, thank you very much for your generous donation. Marcus Shavers, our good buddy, the head coach Here of the McKinney go. Lions. Appreciate you, Coach Shavers. Excited to see your Lions this year. Uh, Wesley Eldred did the $13 donation thing. Brother of Goof. Goof brother. Uh, goof bro. Ian King, thank you so much for your gener- very generous donation. We appreciate it. Anonymous, another donation. Thank you so much. Leah King, thank you very, very much for your very generous donation. We we really appreciate it. Uh, Trisha Pickle. Let's go, Trish. Trisha Pickle, thank you for your very uh, generous donation. Uh, Tony Venegas, our good there friend of go. the Odessa American. Thank you very much, Tony, for, for donating. We appreciate it. Solomon and Frey Melissa, thank Ooh. you so much. I know them. That's a parent. Char- Charles Craven. Thank you very much, Charles. <laughs> appreciate you. Uh, Thomas Tipton, thank you very much for donating, Thomas. I really appreciate it. Uh, Ele- Ele- Elizio Rocha, trying, sorry. Uh, Elizio Rocha, <laughs> thank you very much for your very generous donation. We appreciate it. Daniel Agnew, of course. Thank you very much, buddy. Appreciate you donating. Uh, Laura Cogswell, thank you for donating to TexasFootball.com. Give. We appreciate it. Uh, Robel Melissa. Feeling extra generous today. Uh, he's just, you know, oh, he's feeling fat and sassy. Thank you, Robel. We appreciate it. Brad <laughs> Wright. Trying to get all fat and sassy. Brad, Brad, <laughs> Brad Wright. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, Robert Acosta. Thank you very much for your for very generous donation. And Jackson Yezik. Thank you, or Yezik, rather. Thank you very much for your very generous donation. We appreciate it. And just came in, Vincent Marquez. Thank you very much, Vincent, uh, for, for donating uh, to, to the cause. We're up to $2,185. Uh, we could not do this without you. Thank you so much for donating at texasfootball.com. If you have already donated, 
then please consider sharing this link and sharing texasfootball.com slash give. Uh, a very good cause. No matter what we get, we're going to divide it nine ways and divide and, and send it, the, the checks out to our um, our uh, the, the food bank. So texasfootball.com slash give. We would really appreciate it if you would donate. Uh, that would be very, very helpful. Now, do we have something that we uh, from, from a listener that we want to share? <laughs> we do. <clears throat> Before we get to that, though, Mies left a great comment uh, when you accidentally said nine hours for the show. He said, Tepper, we're going to go two more hours. Ashley, have you ever seen a pickle cry? <laughs> That's a good point. That's yeah, I think accurate. You, yeah, you would probably not. I would, not. I would say I'm mm-hmm. going to give you an ish shrug on that one. Like, mm-hmm. nope. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is what just came in. Let's see if we can pop that up there. And there we go. Whoa. That's our friend Aaron Flynn. That's freaking cool. Uh uh, thank you very much. Uh, this is a, uh, a Texas football today jersey uh, that he was able to to, to put out. Uh, but uh, very very cool from Timber Flynn Concepts. It's TF Concepts underscore O W uh, on Twitter. If you want to check that out, uh, yes, very very cool. We appreciate uh, um, d- jersey design concepts. Uh, very cool. That's a Texas football today one thousand uh, jersey. I'm um, here for it. That's yeah. awesome. It's very cool. I, it's got the lone star. Yeah, like and it, obviously it says DCTF on the red part. Oh, does it? Uh-huh. Oh, I can't yeah, see that. Yeah, all the little, uh, the blue lines are not lines. They say DCTF on them. I didn't even notice that. That's yeah, I love that cool. the 1,000 logo's on there, too. That's super cool. So we really appreciate that. Pretty uh, neat. TexasFootball.com slash give. We're here till 4 o'clock, guys. We started <laughs> Whether at, you want us to be here or not. <laughs> we started at 9. We're powering through. Um, we've now got Whataburger in our tum-tums. We're going to be okay. Yeah. We're going to power through. Um, and I've got my... I got a little bit of the patty melt-itis going on, though. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yes, but we are very, very excited to be celebrating 1,000 episodes. We've already had some fantastic guests. If you're just now joining us, uh, you've already missed Ricklin Holmes, the head coach uh, at John Tyler, who was our very first guest on the first episode of Texas Football today, our DCTF Live at that point. We were then joined by UTSA coach jo- uh, Jeff Trailer. Uh, we talked with North Texas uh, alum and New Orleans Saints linebacker Craig Robertson and quizzed him on all the quarterbacks that he's picked off. We talked with uh, viral sensation Sam yeah. McGuffey. Who has done like every athletic competition that you never would have thought exactly. of. Exactly. <laughs> uh, former uh, Olympic bobsledder um, uh, Sam McGuffey. We talked with him. We just talked with Shahan Jayaraja and Max Thompson. Uh, here in just a moment, we're going to be catching up with, uh, to give you a rundown of the next hour, I can tell you. Rundown of the next hour. We are going to have Craig Way joining us here at the top of the hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're going to uh, hear from Matt Stepp. Matt Stepp is also heading on vacation, so we have... He is uh, currently in the air. Right, so we talked with Matt Stepp, uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football High School Football Insider. Uh, then we are going to hear from our friends at Chicken Express. And then we've got a mystery guest, another mystery guest, ooh, at 12.45. We, the back half of the show is pretty loaded. Pretty yeah. loaded. Front half is all, was also loaded. It's just a huge show because we're doing it for six, seven hours for yeah. some reason. Because we're we have, we we're psychopaths. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah, there was a pretty even split of having like some some really big time guests off the top, and then some really big time guests to to finish it out. So we tried to we tried to do that. Do not worry, guys. We are here for all seven hours of this thing. TexasFootball.com/slash/give to donate to our charity drive, raising money for the um for um 
uh, food banks across the state of Texas from El Paso to Beaumont, Amarillo, all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley. So check that out, texasfootball.com slash give, and please share it with your friends so that they know that they can donate and win some fabulous prizes. Um, another thing, there's been a couple different comments asking about this. The podcast feed from this will be divided into seven different hour-long yes. segments, so that way it's easier to upload. And then I will be going in and cutting the video content, so each of the interviews and uh, the segments and stuff like that, those will be available throughout next week on our YouTube page. We don't want to release them all at once, but you can go back and watch that. Yes, so check that out. Uh, we will upload that. We'll do it over the week. I'm not going to do it all tonight. I'm going to be exhausted. Yeah, no. But, I'm... Uh, we'll do it over the weekend. <laughs> we'll, br- we'll split this thing up into seven different hour-long podcasts. But in any case, that is what we're doing. We're now into, we're about to enter hour four, believe it or not of this nonsense uh, here on Texas Football Today. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DTTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. This is TFT 1000, our 1,000th episode of Texas Football Today, celebrating 1,000 episodes of this nonsense. Um, I don't know how we've lasted this long, but here we are. We're also raising money for food banks across the state of Texas. If you go to texasfootball.com slash give. By the way, because that's through GoFundMe, I believe they will also, if you're the kind of person who, who, um, who when you donate, you get like the receipt and you write it off your taxes, I believe that GoFundMe will send you a receipt so you can write it off your taxes. I believe that is true. Yes. So. So do good. Yes. For that. That helps there everyone. Yeah, go. <laughs>